Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Wow. What Man. a game. Everybody, it's Jimmy Toscano with Josue Pavone. Bobby Manning will be joining oh, us in a close. bit as the Celtics, the second the second team Celtics, I should say, drop a thriller, uh, borderline game. I, man, game of the year, I would say, uh, even though they lost this one in overtime, 131 to 125. And this episode of The Garden Report is brought to you by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash garden and get on your way to being your best self. That's right, guys. New sponsor alert. Uh, we're going to get into BetterHelp in a little bit. But first, uh, yeah, by the way, it's 10% off your first month. I should have noted that. Um, but we'll get into BetterHelp uh, in a little bit. Right now, we have to get right into this game. Um, Joe Sway, this was a game where uh, I think the Bucks were favored by about 10 points going into it, rightfully so. No Jason Tatum, no Jalen Brown, no Marcus Smart, no Al Horford. But I got to say, the effort and the tenacity of this Celtics team, the, the fight yeah. from start to finish, yeah, they, they, they did give up a double-digit lead. We, we can't ignore that. But the fact that they had a double-digit lead against a, a basically you know, a fully healthy Bucks team that many consider, or I should say at least some, consider to be the – even though the Celtics are currently your number one seed, a lot of people think the Bucs could end up in that position. This Celtics team showed, and, and, and I got to say this too off the top, the TNT broadcast absolutely drooling over the Bucks' depth tonight as the Celtics' second team yeah. is, is stomping them. You know, uh, yeah. So let's not all just, let's not only focus on the Bucs' depth. I think the Celtics really proved tonight that they have some depth of their own. Um, Joe Sway, um, you know, g- give me your thoughts on this one. Oh man, Jimmy. Yeah, I'm with you. I I feel like they don't know a whole lot, or or at least they didn't expect guys like you know Muscala and and and, and you know man, Sam Hauser had a heck of a game. Derek White had a heck of a game. I mean, I feel like they almost expected that, or they think that that's the norm for 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 Derek White and for guys like that, Malcolm Brogdon, of course. But like that's what they've just been doing lately, and to do it on this stage in their house, I mean, they really had to fight to extend this winning streak. And the Celtics, man. Derek White setting the table for everyone, being the score first point guard as well, like he's been doing the last couple of games, but doing it on a bigger level because you're doing it against the Bucs. I mean, these guys were completely healthy. I mean, sure, Middleton was on a, a, a minutes restriction, but I mean, for the most part, you control the tempo of that game. And then you look at the way things went down in the in the overtime. You get out to that same energy to, to, that, that you started off this game, the way you started off the second half. You build this double, almost a double digit lead, it felt like. It, it was then, a double digit lead. It was no digital lead, right? In overtime. Yeah, they, oh, no, no, not in overtime. I thought you were talking no, about No, no, no. I think, well, in overtime, almost. It was like almost on their way there. And then 
Who is it again? Drew Holiday, the same guy who was making Man. those shoot plays in the fourth quarter, doing it again in overtime, snatching away steal. from himself. I mean, look, that's how thin the margin of error is. I mean, when the Milwaukee Bucks clamped down defensively, I mean, of course, they did blow it in, in, in that last minute or so. I mean, Hauser hit a heck of a three-pointer. You know, it wasn't easy for the Celtics. When they started clamping down, I mean, that's when the Celtics, it seemed like the Celtics, okay, this one's over before overtime. But they forced overtime. Hauser, what a shot. I don't want to hear anymore, oh, well, we don't know who Hauser is yet. I mean, this guy, look, I'm not saying he'll do this every single night, but he's he's proven himself, Jimmy. I mean, look, I told you before, we, you, you, hit, you hit live. I was like, I was like screaming at my TV in this, but I'm not going to lie because these guys were fighting yeah. and they wanted it more and they were forcing turnovers. I mean, they forced 11, you know, but before the before the halftime. I mean, turning those into points and then going on that run that they went on, Brogdon leading it, Derek White. I mean, there's so much we can go through, but. Yeah, man, we will. We'll, we'll get into it all. By the Celtics. I really do think, even though they lost, this is like, could this? Could you think of a team making a bigger statement in a loss? <laughs> like right now, I no. mean, that makes sense. I mean, look, the best three, your best three is out. I mean, this is a heck of a performance, man. I'm impressed. I'm really impressed by the Celtics. You know, and at the end of the day, these guys are, uh, Celtics, everyone in the Celtics, you know, they're competitors. They're not happy about losing this game at, at all. But I think I think they can leave Milwaukee certainly with their heads held high and be proud of the performance they put in. You know, take a look at everybody you know who put on a jersey tonight and and you know be proud of the effort they put in there. And I don't know if where you want to start in terms of the actual game. I guess we can just start you know in overtime just just because um, that last play. You know, the Celtics obviously you know Drew Holiday with the steal uh, and, and and the bucket there, and you know the Celtics have a chance to I think take the lead right on that on that on that last if the you know three wins it I believe um yeah yeah and then you get the, the, the shot uh, clock and the game clock were right neck and neck um right. Derek White gets pressured you know the whole way you know right out right right out over halftime he's kind of scrambling to you know get rid of the ball not a lot of movement I think Brogdon made himself slightly available Grant gets open now mind you and th- this is something that we've harped on over and over again on this show. The Celtics have two timeouts at this point. Wouldn't you think that as Derek White is scrambling to find an open man and he finds Grant Williams who starts dribbling all erratically on the wing, that maybe somebody, uh, you know, Missoula specifically thinks to call a timeout there before the clock winds all the way down? I mean, uh, that's what I would have done, certainly. I mean, don't don't forget, you don't have your Tatums and your Browns to, to go to in this game where right. you can just say – Give it to one of those guys and, and you know let them see what they can do with it. This is a this is a game where it was a lot of ball movement. It was a lot of being aggressive. Um, you know, Derek White certainly um, was aggressive tonight to say the least. Um, I don't think Grant Williams was the guy you wanted with the ball uh, in his hands uh, for the last possession. He's just not that type of player. He should have been the guy standing in the corner um, waiting right. for the open look, not a guy that's got to create a shot, you know, with with somebody right in his face. And, and you saw what happened there. So I thought that was, you know, obviously the most disappointing part of this game after, you know, it doesn't take away from the effort. And Grant Williams is one of them. He had, he had a very, very great game, 47 minutes or borderline, almost 48 minutes. Yeah, and he, dude, that's can't why I think part, take anything part of away from like him. he was just. He was so tired that he just right. couldn't make the decision. He saw Giannis, and he just froze. And he couldn't right. make the right decision there. But and, 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 yeah. it's, it's not even really Grant's fault. It's just that was the situation that he was kind of put in, and, and you could pass the blame pile around to whoever you want. Um, I, I thought he was aggressive tonight, too. I mean, every, everybody who played tonight 
they knew what the assignment was. Make a statement. Don't let the Bucs think they can just waltz in. And the Celtics have been guilty of it on the other end. You know, they've even admitted to it, you know, right. uh, going up against a team that their star players are announced right before the game that they aren't playing, and then they show up and they don't, you know, have their foot in the gas. I, I think that was the Bucs to an extent, but I also got to give it to the Celtics. Everybody who played tonight, Blake Griffin on down. Um, oh, Blake was huge. Blake was yeah. huge, man. And, and I haven't even mentioned my guy, Mike the Moose Mascala. I mean, Yannick. <laughs> Giannis, Giannis drove into a moose tonight. Giannis drove into a moose tonight, and and he found out what happens, man. And and yeah, again, they came up short. But Muscala, I wanted to see more moose in the fourth quarter. I thought that that Joe should have went back to him a he little bit sooner. Out. Dude, this guy, no, Jimmy, great guess. I got to be honest here, man. Uh, when I was looking at the the possible big men that were on the move and guys that are being mentioned heading to something. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously I'm going to, this is not a shocker here, but I didn't mention Muscala. I mean, it was no. still one that crossed my mind. He but when I, heard the, when I heard the news, I was like, okay, well he'll spot up, but you know, I really wish they got one of those guys that's going to get in people's faces and get, you know, real rah, rah guys, you know, show some attitude, kind of piss off the other, other, other uh, defenders, right. Opposing team. And he surprised me. He got a tech for it, but I, I like that. I like that energy. He just joined the team, right. that rah-rah moment. You know, again, he got a technical foul, but I feel like that's the kind of energy that this second unit has to have. I mean, when everyone's back, you know, and this team is relatively healthy, and guys like Tatum and Brown are in the mix or back into the lineup. I mean, he could be a guy that, that really rounds out this bench. I mean, obviously, I'm saying the you know, clearly I'm saying the obvious here, but I love that side of him. And I think if he shows more of that, man, he's gonna he's gonna really grow on me. I mean, listen. I love these 18 points and making threes and all that. Obviously, you 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 take that, man. It's, it's a heck of a production, even though he's only been on the team for a week. But, like, some of that other stuff and against the Bucks, I mean, these two teams are going to face off in the playoffs. And you need someone like that. You need that kind of energy. And this one's going to stick – this one's going to stay on the, the Bucks' mind for a bit. You know, even though it's a win, they're going to be like, man, that team, they're better. Like, every time we play them, they, they look better. So, yeah. that's good. I mean, it's as good. it should, and and I do want to get into Muscala a little bit later. Wait for Bobby to come on too, because I think he was pretty impressed with him tonight. And again, guys, Bobby is in Milwaukee tonight. He will be flying back tomorrow. He's trying to get home before the Pistons game. We'll see if he does. But um, man, that's another thing. Celtics after this after this shorthanded overtime game, they have to play another one tomorrow. That's going to be an interesting game. Some might say a scheduled loss. Um, but we'll see about that. Um, I want to get into Muscala because I didn't really have a get, get a chance to really get a good look at him the last couple of games. I've been away, but man, I was, I was impressed with him tonight. So I do want to talk about him, uh, in a little bit, but, um, it's just, it, it sucks. The Celtics didn't, couldn't pull off this win. This would have been, this would have been the win of the year easily. This was a fun game. Just you mentioned it. You were cheering watching the TV. I was too. A little bit. And I, and I, and I, I typically don't, not not to try to act like a tough guy. I typically just watch the game and yeah, I mean I get fired up here and there, but I was I was I was loud tonight because I was I was fired up just about the effort that these guys I didn't played. That Hauser three to drop. Jimmy, that, to I mean, the, the Hauser three. I mean, you, you have. I was I was I let a couple of swears. I was like, man, where did that come from? I was like, whoa. If you didn't I was react setting to that, up everything. I'm like, oh, we're about to go live. Like, if you I didn't react to that, you don't have a pulse. You might need to check yourself right now. Um, but even he just launched first that quarter, thing, on. especially in his hometown, good for him, man. For, yeah, that's a good point. I forgot about the hometown thing. First quarter on, I, this game was shaping. I didn't know the, if the Celtics could keep it up, the intensity and the effort that they had. But in the first quarter, the, the, it, it didn't go away. It was just an entertaining right. game. It was, You know what it was, Joe Sway? It was a team game. And I think that's what a lot of people 
loved about this game tonight. It wasn't, and, and yeah, Derek White was aggressive. Derek White, ten of twenty-four, had a couple of had a couple of uh, shots that I didn't love late in the game. Um, but again, he he was the guy that kind of took the reins of of the shooter tonight. And you know, Brogdon had an up and down game um, coming off the bench. I thought he did have a couple of big shots, but um, some sloppiness too. I think the Celtics in general. Um, the sloppiness late in the game ended up, I think, kind of being the difference. Three turnovers for Brogdon, five for Grant, uh, including obvi- the obvious one that, that we already talked about. Um, I think that did kind of bite them towards the end. They protected the ball so well in the first half. I think they yeah. only had two turnovers in the first half, something like that. Um, they were I mean, playing defense, man. Like they were, they were Every possession mattered yeah. to them. Like, that was right. huge. Um, but Derek White, you know, we have the graphic up here, 27 points, 10 of 24 from the field, 3 of 12 from 3. You don't love that. 12 assists. Um, yeah, he took 12 which, threes. I thought it was less than that. Yeah, he, he, he had a couple. He had a couple heat checks too. Um, I didn't like though. I, I told our producer Ahmed right after he took a he took a bad three in overtime, man. Like it just felt like it wasn't the the one he hit. Yeah, that was a good three. Him. That was a good three because they gave it to him. He was right up on the three-point line and he <laughs> sunk it. The one someone after that. Jackson, someone said Justin Jackson would never. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> True. Uh, the, the one he took shortly after that, I just didn't li- I didn't like it at all. I thought they could have found a much better shot, worked the ball around. I wouldn't drive, attack, something. Uh, he bricked it, yeah. and, you know, the rest is history. Um, but I Derek White. surprised man, himself with that lead, Jimmy. I think they were like, whoa, yeah, are right. we up seven? Like, that happened yeah. quickly. Like, you know, Derek White. He got his player of the week honors, well-deserved. This is a guy that's really, really turned it on since Marcus Smart um, has gone down. I mean, and we've been critical of him over uh, over the year. You know, it's been about a year now, right? You know, he, they, they acquired him at the trade deadline last year. Yep, he just has um, his anniversary. Exactly. And, um, you know, I think a few of us, me, me and John specifically, were, were very critical of his offense um, all of last season as Joe Sway disappears. I don't know what happened. Where is he? Oh, this is, no, no, no. I'm, I'm not. All right, put it on, put it on. Oh, set you you up, Jimmy. It on. I thought I thought Joe Sway lost. I thought I lost Joe Sway for a second, but no. I, I, this, I literally thought we were getting hijacked. I'm not going to lie. This is a mini apology. Over our show. This is a mini apology a only because I've I've been a fan of Derek White this year. I think he has added, uh, you know, I, you know why I don't want to apologize? Because I was right about Derek White last year. <laughs> I said he stunk on offense, and guess what? He did. Oh, so wait a second. Why am I? What am I apologizing for? He stunk last year, and now he's much better this year on offense. So I'm not apologizing. Actually, in, in the spirit reversed. of Valentine's Day, you sound like the, uh, the 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 boyfriend who was like mid apology was like, "Wait a minute, like yeah. this wasn't that bad. Why am I? Why am I using my apology card on this one? This isn't it. That's a good point. This is probably why I'm I'm hit, sitting here with you tonight doing, yeah, doing this is show on Jimmy, Valentine's Day. Jimmy and Joe Sway are hosting Valentine's. That was a like quick look at <laughs> that was a quick look at, at my apologies that uh, have gone wrong over the years. But 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 honestly though, Derek Apology, White's having an unbelievable yeah, Derek White's having an unbelievable season. I mean, if I was critical of Derek White for the last 20 games, I'd be an idiot. And yeah, I'd be apologizing right now. But this is clearly the guy that the Celtics saw uh when they traded for him last year. And now we're starting to see it. And of course his role's different, right? He's got a bigger role, he's being asked to be more aggressive. And he's letting sort of that in-game momentum, he's riding that in-game momentum. A lot of times we've seen him in a reserve role come in, miss a couple of shots, and then 
the whole thing goes up in smoke. It's just not a game where you even notice Derek White's a part of. So um, obviously tonight that wasn't the case. This is like what Ben Simmons, like why can't Ben Simmons do something like this? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know what I mean? Like, why, why, yeah. like if Ben Simmons is the only guy on the team that anyone's ever heard of now, but yet they still can't get the guy to shoot. This, that's what I don't get about Ben Simmons. I don't want to get off on a tangent, but credit Derek White for understanding the role change, accepting it, and doing everything he can and pacing the team. And it's not just points. The 12 assists is, is, is another huge number um, for him. So um, love what I'm seeing out of Derek White sort of leading the charge tonight. We talked about, um, you know, we talked about Grant. Um, obviously, uh, what everyone's going to remember is the turnover, but, um, this was a more aggressive grant tonight too. Um, he was physical down low. Um, he, you know, two of four from three. Um, certainly that's, uh, that, that's around the numbers that we saw from him in the beginning of the season. Um, Grant's been a guy that's really struggled, um, this season. Um, the report came out, I think I saw it earlier today that he's reportedly still looking for around 20 million a year. Um, yeah. His agent was like, Yo, you need to uh, back up that report and ball out tonight. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to also say <laughs> that I'm, I'm also looking for $20 no, million a year. So um, just if we're, if, we're, if we're all looking for $20 million a year, we might as well put it out there. Um, but 12 points for Grant, um, 4 of 10 from, from the field. I don't know if maybe the, the trade deadline being passed is, is, you know, maybe these guys were thinking a little bit too much about the trade deadline, hearing their names in some, in some rumors, whatnot, and now that they can sort of breathe a little bit, this is our team, and, and you know, this is the team that we're going to war with sort of down the stretch. It certainly felt that way tonight. It felt like this team, it almost kind of felt like, like 300, like Sparta, you know, severely undermanned and just kind of just doing everything they can to compete. Um Loved it. And again, they, they took an L. I hope it doesn't come back to bite them in the in the seedings when it comes to head-to-head uh, matchups and all that stuff because obviously, um, you know, we know why the Bucks won this game because they had everybody and the Celtics didn't, although the Celtics did put up the fight. So I'm torn. I'm usually not a glass-half-full guy. <laughs> Shocker. Um, but tonight I will be. Thank God John's not on this on this show because I don't know what what negative spin. Actually, I do know the negative spin he would have put on it. We haven't even talked about it yet, and maybe I will in 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 honor of John. One guy that we haven't mentioned on this show. What, tonight, you got one of his takes? I don't have one of his takes. I just know that he would have already mentioned this by now. And it's the What's fact that? that it's the fact that Rob Williams played twelve minutes. Was oh not, yeah, he not seen this, actually. You're six points, five rebounds, yeah. missed a alley oop that kind of changed the whole tone of things. I mean, the old Rob would have thrown that thing down with authority and maybe torn the rim off. Instead, he catches the lob and he and he misses it, and then the Bucks go down on the ensuing possession and they and they get two of their own four point swing. We probably don't even have a Rob Williams um, graphic, which is fine because he was such a um, he was such a no. Uh, I don't know if we have a if we have a Rob or not. You you tell me, producer, producer Amin and producer Tim. But uh, regardless, we don't need one because his, his stats really aren't even worth talking about. It's just the fact that 
after the game that he had, you know, you had some reason to think, okay, Rob's taking a turn here. You know, this is going to be, you know, I'm talking about the previous previous game. Um, and then tonight, you know, you get the the word that he's might not play, then then he does play. But clearly there's some pain going on there. I mean, are, yeah. we, I think this, was a this is a concerning really level, right? Yeah, I mean, I think this was a test for the Celtics to see where he stands when he plays, you know, that that many games or what. We're not doing games. a Rob graphic. We're not doing a Rob graphic tonight because he – Yeah, it's not worth it. it. We're just talking about him. I mean, we talk yeah. about Rob a lot, so we, we'll, we'll have graphics for him in the future. But, no, I just think that this was a good test for him, and I don't think he did well. I mean, obviously, um, you see that in the box score, go. but you also see it in the eye test, man. That's what's been – that's mm-hmm. what concerns John the most, right? I mean, that's what I've been worried about. I mean, I don't know what, what, what Rob's going to look like by the end of the season or going into the playoffs, and I don't think the Celtics know either. And I think that's why they, they, they've given Joe Mazzula options here to try to compliment Rob, almost overshadow the fact that he's not looking better than, than we've expected, at least until this point, right? I mean, all-star break is this weekend, and, and we're, not at a set, we're not at a point where we're like, okay, he's making a significant stride. Now, he does have his nights where he'll, he'll grab his 12, 13 rebounds, and, you know, he won't have that many hot that that many dunks that we that we used to see last year but you also just not seeing that same type of aggression down low and i think a lot of it has to do as well as well with him trying to be a better uh, finisher around the rim and be a finesse that 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 type of guy who can you know make a move quick move and and get to the rim and not just rely on his hops because you know that's something he's gonna have to get (laughs) he's gonna have to adjust to this season because he's not hops man what what hops i I don't i don't there ain't no hops man He's, he's 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 looking like a uh Non-alcoholic beer out there, but that's the thing, Jimmy. He's, got, he's no trying hops. to find ways. To, Ain't no barley. He's trying to find ways to finish around the hoop, and it's not working for him. You know, he doesn't have the footwork down. He's just he's going through it. He's going through it. He has to adjust to like, to uh, this. You know, duels. because it's not going to get any better. You know, it's, especially when you have a week off. Again, I think this is a test, and he's just his body's not responding right now. I'm nervous. I'm nervous because. I've said it on the show many, many times. <laughs> Sorry, Lucas. Well, we'll make sure we get him on here again soon. Um, I've said it on the show many times. Rob just yeah, Lucas will be just doesn't look himself for a long enough period of time together, right? For we don't see it consistently, and it has to it has to make you. I know a lot of people are going to say he's just not back yet. He's not ready yet. He'll be there. He'll get there. I feel like we've been saying this since Rob entered the league. In one in one case or another, in one way yeah. or another, right? Whether it's yeah. this whether it's this injury or another injury or or you know he's he's on a time minutes restriction or what. Aside from like, I think one stretch of his career where he did have you know, what do you want to call it? A month or two, a couple months of, of just like consistent, effective basketball. Where with him and Tatum had a good thing going. Have you seen him and Tatum have a good thing going this year? I I haven't. Tatum used, to, seen, Tatum used to I, gush over Rob. I know, I have, but what I have seen is before, not too long ago, when he was missing games again, he was looking for him. You know, those bounce passes down low in the paint and and trying to get him as soon as the double team come, not just out of yeah. use. I mean, obviously, that's his go-to as well, but they're trying to implement him. They've tried, and, you know. And defensively, you, you, do see, you do see him affect the game, obviously. Defensively, you still do see it. My, cons- my problem is I don't see it for long enough. I don't see it for long enough stretches in games sometimes. I don't see it for a long enough stretch of games. But we can see the difference when he's in there. We do see how he affects shots. We do see how he grabs rebounds and gets the team out in transition, right? We do see all those things. Yeah, I'm, not, does, say, I'm not saying that that player right. doesn't exist. 
I've right. seen it. I, I see it as in spurts. But my concern is that, you know, he puts together a performance like he did over the weekend and then he he's in pain the next game and he can't you know he's 50 percent of the guy he is if if a healthy rob a healthy rob tonight the celtics win this game or even even a 75 percent rob a, a guy that can give you uh what 20 minutes tonight rob can give you 20 effective minutes the celtics might win this game you know i mean they're at the point where they're just sticking him in to grab rebounds off of free throws right. i mean we're talking but about a guy we're talking about why, a guy why was that though what you know what better question why, why didn't we see luke Cornette out there you know, we saw him for what two minutes. Oh, I think Muscala, because like, Muscala, exactly, exactly. Muscala had it, and Blake Griffin did. Man, he, man, right, Joe fifteen Swain. points, but... six rebounds, six assists. Like, look, that's what the Celtics are trying to do right now. If if Rob doesn't have it, they're not going to be like, oh, we're screwed. We got to go small now. They want to have options. So, yeah, I'm happy I mean, that I'm happy that they listen. I'm no one's happier than me that they went after and they got a guy like Muscala who none of us even had on our radar. And I'm happy that they went to Blake tonight too because I'm a huge Blake guy and I think that he does have some some left in the tank. A commendable effort by Blake tonight who doesn't seem to get the whistle half half the times. Um, but at the end of the day, Joe Sway, you're, you're playing a healthy Rob Williams over Muscala. You're, I mean, Muscala played 43 minutes tonight. Is that a career high? It's got to be. I mean, it's got to blow his It's gonna blow his career high out of the water. It's probably sure double his career high for, water, for all I'm I know. I'm sure he did it in Atlanta, maybe. 43 minutes for Mike Muscala? I can't imagine a scenario where that has ever happened in the history of the NBA. Maybe I'm wrong. Regardless, this had to have been, if not his most minutes ever played. I need uh, I need one of our producers to give me the numbers on that. I'm sure they will. Hey. Um, but Brad Stevens, he knows how to poach him, man. Brad he knows Stevens, how to poach him. It's early, but it looks like Brad Stevens found a, another diamond in the rough. And we should have known. We, we should, honestly, I don't know how any of us didn't think about this. I know, right? You know what? You know what? From moving forward, a, no more of the names foot, in the reports. No more of the big names. No more of those names. Are you talking you know, about a, a borderline seven foot big man who shoots threes, who is on a cheap salary, getting no playing time on a team that the Celtics have a history of trading with? And we any never heard big, his name mentioned once. Put it this way, Jimmy. Any big that's shooting near 40%, it's on Brad's radar. Or from, I mean, from three, excuse me. Shooting 40, anywhere near 40%, right. it's on Brad's yeah. radar, especially a big. So, yeah, we missed out on that one. Um, there it is, official. Um, Amit, producer Amit comes in and says, Amit uh, says that Muscala's previous career high for minutes was 38 against the Jazz. Ah, on so April seventh, two thousand nineteen, I knew it, man. And, almost, uh, almost. So, so again, career high for Muscala, and he earned those minutes. I mean, he was he was effective. Honest to God, he was effective against uh, against Giannis. He was That's the guy that was he was the guy closest to Middleton on the last shot of regulation that was dangerously close to going in. I, I mean, Muscala defended him as best as anybody could have off off that curl, and um, I think this guy is. I, I want to say this before Bobby comes on, but I don't know how much Luke Cornett we're going to see if if Mike Muscala is playing the way he did tonight. Fiery guy, got a T. Got a, I think he got his. Did he get his first career T? Is that I hear that correctly? <laughs> first career T tonight, just for a little bark at the Bucks bench. Jimmy's like I. Jimmy's like I hit. I, I hit once. I want let me try this again. Maybe I can get it again. Just a little bark at the Bucks bench. Gave him a T, and I you know what? Throw it down, big fella, and bark all you want. I'll take that T. He knows um, what's that. He knows what they're playing for here. You know he's playing for bragging rights. He knows so what time honestly, it is. So, the so, and honestly, if Muscala's going to give you that, that, the effort that I saw from Muscala tonight might have been might have been more effort and effectiveness 
certainly on offense than I've seen from Rob all season. I'll say it. I don't know if I'm going to get roasted for that or what, but I'll say it because I saw some fire out of him tonight. I saw, you know, him everywhere he could have been needed to be. Again, he's not the defensive stopper that that Rob or the defensive presence that Rob Williams is. But if right you're not going to get Rob Williams, the best ability is what, Joe Sway? Availability. Mike Muscala plays 44 minutes tonight, and Rob right. Williams is sitting on the bench with 12. I mean, practically yeah. four times the amount of minutes. A little quick math for you guys at home. Um, and I'm not saying that Muscala is going to replace Rob, you know, in the lineup. No, Rob's healthy, but it's a big if. So you might actually see Muscala in the starting lineup a lot more often than you yeah. thought. Because I don't know what what I don't know if they know what they can expect from Rob. I really don't, you know. So yeah, they don't. They don't. So I mean, that ended that, up that being was, that was the mentality going trade. to the deadline. You know what I mean? Like that was the mentality. Like, yep. They were going to address the. They were going to bring in a big man that was nothing like Rob, right? Like right. someone's going to compliment him and and hope that Rob can get it together. I shouldn't say that, but you know what I mean. Like hopefully Rob's body will respond. By the end of the by the end of the season, going into the playoffs. I mean, we got to remember too, the playoffs is a long time, right? Starts in April, ends around Father's Day in June. So, mm-hmm. I mean, shout out to some of the Celtics fans who have already mentioned that. I mean, that that's what it's really about, right? But in the meantime, the Celtics got they got options here. And that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, before we get Bobby on soon, um, I want to talk to you guys about our yeah, new I know what Joe said. What Joey sponsor. Said. Yeah, Bobby's going to have the full report on on everything out of the locker room. I'm interested to hear what the guys have to say as well. Before we get to him, though, we are going to get to our new sponsor. That's right, folks. New sponsor alert. Um, with that being said, we'll get back into it. I think Bobby is going to be with us shortly. He's wrapping up some post game. Um, yeah, he said he's on the way. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to get him back on. Um, who, who haven't we, who haven't we, who haven't we showed any love? Have, have we missed anybody tonight, Josue, that you, you want to focus on or anything um, you want I mean, to focus we can, on? Can we talk a little bit more about Blake? I mean, is this one of those like, okay, he's going to do this every four or five games and then maybe you have him in the playoffs as, as, as someone that can actually keep up with Giannis? Because I was impressed with some of these stops he put up. I mean, look, even after halftime, I mean, fresh Giannis coming out of the locker room, he stayed in front of him and it was clean. It wasn't, you know, they're really trying to, Get it down to a, to a science as to how to guard Giannis without picking up fouls, and I thought he did a really good job of taking away space and mm-hmm. closing out. I mean, it's something to keep an eye on. But uh, again, an, another weapon for for Joe Mazzulla in the front court, and maybe someone you throw minutes to every once in a while, right? Yeah, maybe, it's weird when they get him, away right? from him completely, isn't it? Like he goes like games and games with just DMPs, just, like not play for like ten days and then come back sometimes. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I don't think he's. I don't think he's there in his career. I don't think he's at that point. I think he showed that tonight. This is against a team that that they they brought everything tonight, right? I mean, you're you're talking about banging with some big some big boys down there tonight. <clears throat> Brooke Lopez, Giannis, Holiday's a big dude. Uh, Middleton's got size. Ingles has got size. Him and Ingles got. Oh, got Middleton a little, was a killer, man. Yeah, Middleton was a killer. Dude, Middleton, man. I mean, always. He's a, but yeah. he's a guy that they have. I don't think. I think that I hear they haven't lost since Middleton came back. So, That's right. 11-game uh, winning streak. And you know what else, too, Jimmy? The only reason why you didn't see him in overtime, I don't know if you guys know this, but he was on a minutes restriction. He just came back from injury. So Yeah. So, I mean, I mean something yeah, took advantage yeah. for about three minutes of that overtime. <laughs> I know, I know, that. I know. <laughs> um, so, so, again, you know, um, Blake, Blake didn't do it against some scrubs. You know, this wasn't a game where – where they exactly. tossed him in for garbage exactly. time against nobody. That's this how was, I should have put it, actually. Yeah, right. Yeah, th- this was a legitimate opponent – uh, performance and and I think the thing the thing one of the things I love about Blake Griffin, um, he's a gamer man. I mean he's a, he's he's tough. He wants to win. 
he's always been a professional. You know, he's never been a guy that that's you know been in the news for the wrong reasons or been been thought of as a bad teammate. Um, I think he was a. I, I think a lot of people were surprised when the Celtics made that signing. I wasn't super surprised. I, I thought it was more of a locker room thing. It seemed like right off the bat he had a great connection with some of the some of the guys, Tatum and whatnot. Um, but I also said, hey, you know, I mean, uh, I think there's a bit of a sour taste in his mouth from the way this season, and certainly the way it ended in Brooklyn last year. I imagine that the locker room and just the organization is a complete 180 from what he went through in Brooklyn. I mean, you can just right. look at that look at that roster right now and tell me that I'm wrong. I I, I dare you to. Um, so this is a guy that remember those it. like remember those subtle jazz he was making. Like, yeah. it's like, like I don't even think he meant to actually. I actually didn't say subtle, but like he was like subconsciously being like, it's way better here. Like last year was yeah. rough. Like he made it so obvious. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's something I, I think that. Uh, it, it's good for I think he has a, certainly the right attitude. I think he really, really badly wants to win. And after probably experiencing some of those DMPs, um, the thing I like, like about him is he just has the right attitude. You know, he just, right. he's just ready to play. And this is a guy that used to be one of the most popular players in the NBA. So it takes a lot to sort of accept um, that role change and accept that, you know, you're not that guy anymore, but you can still add value to this team. You can still contribute when called upon and he's re- and he's ready. And that's what being a professional is all about. And speaking of always being ready and being a professional, welcome oh, the to the John, show. intro like the Zana's like intro. Hey, welcome to the show. Bobby Manning, everybody. Wow. What a game. Is that leather, Bobby? <laughs> there he is. Yeah. Bob, who are you wearing, man? You look good, man. I like that hair. Is that a little Conan? You got the Fawn jacket on in Milwaukee? Conan uh, like hairstyle going on there. Wow. I'm neck, the, the classic. And, uh, Bobby Turner. Just, just a regular winter coat. It's okay. like a modern wow. day so, What a, what a game, it, Bob. Yeah, take, me, take a deep breath me, and take us through this a little bit here. Yeah, let me take you through postgame because it was something else. Would love oh, to hear yeah, man. Just a few minutes ago. Came down, typical, you know, rush to the podium from the upper decks here. It's kind of a long walk to the to the post-game room here in Milwaukee, but we were pretty prompt getting down there. And we're walking through the hallway, and Missoula's darting past us. Says, oh, see boy. you guys. He's taken off of the bus. We're like, whoa, what, like what? Really? He had gone to the podium and talked for about two minutes to Abby and uh, took off. Interesting. So we, we could no- only she was the only person in the room. Bobby. Did we lose Bobby? You hear us? Bobby, speak. I think he just oh, hit no. Mike or something. <laughs> you there, <laughs> Someone dude? said Bobby just sold me drugs. <laughs> um it was just Abby. No one else was in the in that room. Yeah, yeah. So she was she got there because she did her walk off. We had Bobby we just glitched. a couple minutes late. And he stopped. You know, we got we got him to stop, and he took a couple questions in the hallway. But oh wow, very very short exchanges. Jay Kang asked him about Robert Williams' minutes. He said no reason. Was it matchup related? No, he never comes off the bench. That's not true. Not since we got off. Not since he got off the minute restrictions. Yes. So that what was the purpose of the change? Just felt like making it. And you know, you'll see the exchanges that followed throughout the throughout the wow. video up on uh, CLNS Media now. But Joe was not happy. He gave us a few minutes in the hallway. Didn't say a ton. And then um, the one thing he did say is that he should have called timeout uh, on that breakdown play at the so end we where said, Grant turned it over. That's yeah. what we said, Bobby. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we so, talked about that. Uh, they had two timeouts, man. Wow, they had, they had wait, two hold timeouts. On. Hold on, Jimmy. So wait, he said this is just all based on the on the bus. I don't know what it was about. Here's a question. Well, he there fast here's enough. a question. Here's here's a question. Is so you guys did a makeshift scrum in the hallway? We did a makeshift scrum in the hallway. Yeah. That's what's weird. gonna ha- what's gonna happen? The Celtics team plane's gonna leave without Joe Mazzula? I don't. It was, I don't think it was about the bus, Joe. I think I, Jimmy. I think he was. I think he was frustrated. Sure. Is that the joke? You know what? I don't know. But being frustrated is part of it. You need to be. You, you should be frustrated. You just blew the. You know, I I wouldn't say blew the game, but in a way, you did. You had a chance to win it, and and you didn't. And the bottom line is, I mean, Bobby, we sent you all the way out there to talk to Joe Missoula after the game about this about this win, and he's tries to tries to skirt you that's not a great look <laughs> yeah, for real. I, a great look for him. have you okay, look, have you I, jimmy you I've you covered been, the team for quite a few years have you ever seen a coach duck out of the no, game presser joe sway has done wild. it probably just as long and i don't, i i can't speak for him but i can definitely speak for myself 1, i have never no never exp- i mean you, have i missed a Post game presser, yes, I have because sometimes I just can't get down there on time, and they do do they do go quick I sometimes. Mean, but to only speak to the team reporter and nobody else, no, that's never happened. No, same. That's why I, I'm I'm shocked. I'm I'm so confused right now. Like I can't. I'm I don't get how he got away with it. Like at the end of the day, it's like no, I do. that's the obligation, right? You have to speak to the the. Well, he did the, speak, but he it, did. Was, so it was just a weird did. setup. Yeah, well, no, I know, did. but it seemed wait, the way you make it sound like though is like if you guys didn't catch him in the hallway, if we didn't catch him, he would have been gone. Yeah, he would have been gone. That's that not making yourself available that, to the that, media. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. You, you know what, Bobby? You probably saved him a lot more trouble by talking to him briefly. If if he had skirted you guys and and nobody was able to oh, speak nah, to Bobby him, Bobby would have got the exclusive. Yo, he would have chased that. No, that would have been that would have been a horrible look for him, and that probably would yes, have been I know that's true. Something yeah. the NBA would have may have had to have stepped in in that situation. Possibly, I don't know. Um, but regardless, it would have been a tough look if if every reporter who went there, ex- except the team reporter, didn't get a chance to talk I to him. Swear, so Joe it sounds Missoula like tried, he tries so hard to not make it like to make the narrative about about the coach. Like it's almost as if like he's like. I don't want any of the attention, but doing stuff like this does the exact opposite. Like, well, you know what? You have to hold just you have to hold yourself accountable, right? You have to say what happened. You have to explain what happened. And if you show any signs of hesitant, like if you're hesitant in doing that, people are going to call you out even more. I, I just don't understand why he hasn't figured that out yet. You know, I don't know. The you know what, you know what I don't like about more, it? The exchanges keep getting more tense with the media. I, I mean, he clearly doesn't like the that part of the job which many coaches don't right but uh, it's like uh, every time it's like you know yeah, it's not it, little it by keeps little. escalating and, and pre-game he, he didn't share much about he, he didn't share much about the injuries some frustration back and forth before the game when it came to the long injury list and trying to explain where everybody's at we obviously went through that on sunday joe sway with him so I'm I'm you know intrigued what? to see where this is going to go. It's tough, Jimmy. Right? A lot of coaches, a lot of players, a lot of people in this market have difficulty with the, sure. with the scrutiny sometimes. And, and, you know, and I think he's going through that, even and, through and, a successful season. I mean, imagine if this was going yeah. poorly. How it would be I know, going. right? Remember what email went through? Good point. That's a good point. You know what I just want to say briefly is that what I don't like about it is is that the coach the coach is supposed to lead by example, right? Um, so if, if you're going to duck the media or be short with the media or borderline disrespectful, however you want to look at it, 
your players are going to see that and say, well, if he's going to do it, then I'm going to do it. Or I, I, I'm a, I must be okay to do. So now what? Jalen Brown or, or Jason Tatum or, or whoever feels that they can, you know, short responses or no responses or, or not, you know, show up for their, for what is basically required of them to do, but, you know, like it or not, when you sign a contract with the NBA, that's part of the deal. You know, it's not just after wins, it's after losses too. It's not just after drawing up game winning plays. It's after failing to call a timeout in a situation where your guy is being practically double teamed and then throws it to, probably the only player that you didn't want the ball in his hands. I would imagine Joe's very frustrated with himself because as a head coach, he should have acknowledged that right away and called the timeout, not wait for Grant Williams to fumble around with the ball and turn it over completely unnecessary. You had two timeouts off of a made basket, the crowds all up in arms and crazy after that's after that uh, play. And the Celtics, as we mentioned earlier, Bobby, it's not a situation where they can just give the ball to Tatum or Brown and say, okay, do your thing. You know, they're trying to work the ball around their move. You know, the, the way they got to where they were tonight was working the ball around, finding the open men, you know, drawing up plays, being aggressive. They're not. And I, I again, credit to um, credit to Derek white for, for sort of taking credit the ball game and, from white and being that guy. But he's still oh. not regularly that guy where you'd say, "Okay, Derek, do your thing. We're just gonna, you know, play ISO ball and, and let you run the show. Call a timeout, drop a play, make a substitution if you want to get, uh, you know, if you want to take out a guy like Grant or, or or Muscala or whoever. You know what I mean? Like you have two timeouts. At the very least, give the guys a maybe, maybe give them a, a, a breather. I mean, we're talking about forty-eight minutes for Grant Williams. No wonder he turned the ball over. The guy can probably barely breathe at that point. So yeah, you knew if yeah, that had to come back there. I'm Joe Missoula. I'm frustrated as hell too, but I'm not I'm not running out of the arena before any of the media can ask me about it. I'm not I'm not running away from my guy G Money, Gary Washburn, because I'm scared that Gary Washburn is gonna ask him a good gonna ask me a good question and I'm not gonna up, like Gary? what the answer is. I'm not doing that. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna face the music. Just like the players have to face the music. Did you hear from any of the players tonight, Bob? Yeah, Derek Grant. Sam, quite a few players spoke after after Malcolm, uh, and they put it on themselves. Derek said he should should have shot it. Grant said he shouldn't have hesitated and shot it. They all said it wasn't on Joe to call the timeout there. They messed up that play. Uh, talking about that play specifically, I think you made a good point, Jimmy, in terms of those guys not being in the best positions to make those plays in those moments. Like White's not a guy who wants to launch aggressive shots from above the arc with pressure on him. Uh, Grant, I think we've seen, has a tough time with those hard closeouts he's been receiving. So why not put the ball in Brogdon's hands there? And that's probably Brogdon was calling for it. And set up. Yeah, yeah. It kind of, kind of. He was like half heartedly calling for it. I thought he could have done a little bit more. He, could, he, could, he has that little step back move that he can get the three off uh, right. with yeah, but in that moment. If you're, if you're Grant, you got you got two options there. You Grant's got to keep the ba- ball moving. Hauser right? buried himself in the corner and didn't move. Muscala buried but himself you, in the other corner and didn't move. You, I mean, I don't think enough guys were moving. Scott took a grand, shot, I mean, like, how many times have yeah. you been in these situations, man? Like, you, you you got two options. You either shoot it or you pass it off. As soon as you put the ball on the floor. Quick decisions. I mean, this offense is all about quick decisions, and they held but it. But when Giannis long, saw that ball on the floor, he was like, oh, that's this is this is it. The game's over. Like, he was all over Grant because he knew. As soon as you put that ball on the floor, I'm taking away the space, and you can't handle this pressure with six seconds on the clock. Right. Yeah, it's a tough end to a game where they play incredible, as, as I'm sure you guys talked about, and got themselves there with – super decisive ball movement that created awesome shots throughout. But 
was a little three-point reliant again. And what happens into halftime? They go 0 of 8. Big drought uh, toward the end of the fourth had, had them scrambling to catch up there and basically shooting a heave before the buzzer uh, from Hauser there to tie it. Uh, they, they start hard in overtime. I thought when they built that five-point lead, it was over. Uh, but then a couple free throws, Bucks kept playing really aggressive, putting the pressure on the Celtics defensively. And I think too often throughout this game, Celtics were settling for jumpers. And Bobby, you're muted again or something. You lost your- it goes back to conversations we've had a handful of times. Volume sounds weird. Or your sound sounds weird now. Goes back to conversations we've had throughout this season a handful of times about the amount of threes and the reliance on the threes. It fades. Like 50 attempts in this one, right? And they're looking for another one late in that spot. Yeah. The big difference, I think, tonight, and Holiday did hit his own share of threes. He was incredible shooting the ball tonight, 8 for 12. That's probably as good of a night as he's ever had. But he also got downhill aggressively. Giannis certainly did. Shot 19 free throws, missed some big ones, and just kept going there. Uh, those incredible passes out of double teams. Listen, we know the difference in players who are on the court tonight, but this one came down to late game execution. And I think the Bucks came through a little bit more decisive with calling timeouts, with drawing plays up, with putting their heads down after heavy, heavy minutes and going to the basket. Sure, these Celtics players aren't used to playing 40 minutes. I remember that game in Miami a month ago. Peyton Pritchard was telling me like he, he had no legs left at the end of that game. That was a game where he had to play 40 minutes. You look at some of these totals tonight on the Celtics side, 47 for Grant. That's got to be a season high. 43 for Mascala after just coming over in a trade. Career high. Hauser, 43 for White. Just monster, monster minutes. Brogdon yeah. played 40 as well. So these guys aren't used to this. And – Right. There's no and, doubt that Holiday, uh, Giannis are more suited for that than these guys. And and you can tell Bobby the way that some of the turnovers were occurring late in the games, late in the game, that it was just these guys were winded. I mean, they credit to them; they were still diving for the ball. Um, you know, but but at, at the end of the day, like you said, the other these guys, Giannis, Holiday, they're more conditioned for these games. They just are. Um, you know, Grant Williams. Um, career high uh, in minutes tonight with 48 minutes. So Muscala with career high, Grant Williams with a career high. Is Hauser must be close to a career high. I don't, I don't know. I mean, 40 minutes is pretty freaking uh, high up there for a guy like Hauser. Um, 39 for Brogdon. Um, yep, there it is. Um, 39, uh, 39 minutes for Hauser is a career high as well. So, I mean, we haven't even mentioned it, but these guys have to play in, in like 18 hours. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I I would not, if, you know, I'm not even going to talk about, about, we don't talk about gambling on this show, but if we did, it would be a tough game to gauge because these guys are, are playing what's called the scheduled loss. Second night of a back-to-back uh, heading back home. Um, so you're traveling in between. You play overtime um, and you already had a short, short roster to begin with. So, Tomorrow could be ugly. Um, that uh, I wouldn't look too much into tomorrow if they lose that one, other than there's just tired legs. I don't know. Again, maybe, maybe Tatum comes back tomorrow. That I think that Tatum might nice. play. Joe Joe kind of hinted at something yeah, changing he said, this week. He said he's not ruled out, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, the, yeah, I mean, the they're going to need origi- something like that to happen for sure. The, the plan um, was originally to set him Wednesday, but they ended up sitting him the night, of course. And But I will say Horf- this real Horford quick. Horford said he plans to play tomorrow as well. Okay, great. I was going to say, um, it's great if those guys play, but the one thing that- is- All right, back to the game. Bobby, where were you going with that before I cut you off immediately? 
We were talking about threes, right? Probably, yeah, but I'm true. bored of that. I'm bored of that yeah. topic. Um, what did you think of Muscala tonight? Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy Toscano from The Garden Report, and this episode of The Garden Report is brought to you by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com garden and get on your way to being your best self. Everybody knows what their best self looks and feels like, but sometimes life happens and throws you off. Maybe you're overwhelmed or you're down, but talking with a licensed therapist can help get you back on track and thinking differently. It's not just during traumatic times either. Therapy can be a great resource to empower you and prepare you for what is to come your way. I know it does for me. Therapy has helped me greatly over the years. I went through a stretch where I just wasn't myself. I was really down and the people around me saw it. Once I was able to come to terms with it, I took action. BetterHelp.com makes it even easier to take action by setting you up with a therapist easily. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. No need for an in-person visit. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you're on your way. You can even switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com garden today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash garden. Great general. early. Great early. First half was incredible. 10 points in five minutes. Uh, him and Derek White formed an instant connection tonight. Cuts to the basket. Surprising from him. Didn't, ex- didn't expect that to be as big of a part of him his game as it was here tonight. They had an mm-hmm. awkward pick and roll at one point, but that cutting dunk over Giannis, and he stares him down and draws the tee. I wasn't expecting that last week when they landed him. And Yo, yeah, the aggressive pull-ups. Bobby, what was I, I saying that. about that? What was I saying about the kind of player I, I wanted to go out and get? He's showing that side of, of, of the side of Muscala. I, I didn't think, I didn't know existed. I love that. Dude, how could you not yeah. be fired up if you're Mike Muscala? I mean, this guy basically just rose from the dead. Yeah. Talking about talking about being buried on the bench in Oklahoma City. Now he's on national okay. TV balling now, out against, against Giannis yeah. and the Bucks. Yeah. No, exactly. You're on national TV. You're dunking on dudes. You're barking at the bench. You're getting teed up. You got a little swagger. You get a little swagger to you now, right? So that's I love it. That's not Mike Muscala. That's Mikey Moose. That's a whole different guy. That's Mikey Moose. I think that's, uh, that's Moose music right there, baby. We, we that's call, you hear the his mo- name called. We saw the, the Moose. The Moose is the Moose is loose. From, yeah, the Moose was it. loose tonight, man. The Moose was running. I'll tell you what. Giannis drove into a Moose tonight, and he found out what happened. You don't drive into a Moose. They are Moose crossing signs for a reason. Um, so. I like that addition, and this is the first game I really got to really watch him play, and uh, I don't expect everyone to go this way. And we kind of mentioned it. Uh, I'm not going to go there yet, but I am going to mention it at some point. But Muscala coming in in a huge situation where he's needed because of the lack of available and capable bigs tonight. And I'm not just talking about Al Horford, Bob. Talking And I'm not talking about Luke Cornett. I'm not going to even bring him in. I'm not going to bring him up because I know that's probably sad for you to think about. But I, I want to talk about the fact that Rob Williams – Really couldn't do much uh, contributing tonight. And uh, are you are you are you hitting that panic button, or have you already hit it, or will you hit it right now? Hit the panic Start, button. I want to see start, you. Startling night from him. It goes to the bench on a night where you're shorthanded in the front court. For, uh, weird look off the bat. They start Grant Muscala and Blake Griffin over him. Uh, plays a rough stint in the first quarter. Comes in for three plays in the second quarter. Sits the rest of the first half, 
then comes in the third and botches an alley oop from Derek White and shout out Dave. Just again looks uninvolved. There was a play or two in that quarter where he passed up looks underneath. He tried to post up, I think Grayson Allen at one point and hit, shot this awkward turnaround jumper over him. And there was another play where. Again, I see some people starting to use the name, and I hate to do it because I think that's a whole different world with the guy in Brooklyn's going through, Ben Simmons. But mm-hmm. when he's standing on the three-point line, Brooke Lopez is at the basket guarding him, and the offense just stops. That's where I think Rob's night ended. And Joe didn't explain it much, but I have to imagine this was a strategic decision playing Rob less tonight, opting for more spacing with Blake Griffin, um, Mike Mascala, yeah. as well as Grant Williams, because they needed lanes for Brogdon and White to get to the basket. They didn't have Tatum and Brown to just tear their way in there. So you couldn't have Rob uh, making, allowing, uh, rather, Brooke Lopez to stand at the rim. So this is this is strategic, and it goes back to this offensive concern we have about Rob. Some of it's physical, and we talked about that a lot on Sunday. Tonight was more about his deficiencies schematically on that end and skill-wise on that end to not be able to finish over smaller guys. I mean, if you can put a Grayson Allen on him and allow, and allow Brooke to just stand in the, at the rim, you make Rob unplayable, even as good as he's been offensively. And I saw him third on the uh, Defensive Player of the Year ladder today on NBA.com, yeah. which is pretty surprising. I but would say so, considering the amount of times he's played. He wouldn't be in the top 100 on the offensive player of the year category, maybe not even the top 200, because uh, he is just really startling, right? Yeah. So you don't even think it's health. You just think it's, is it? I is think it, it was all strategic it, tonight. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, they were probably trying to, as in a attempt to jumpstart him his offense, they probably wanted him to go up against the secondary group, but he was struggling against them. I mean, yeah, yeah get small there. ball. That's exactly what they did. Joe Sway. They wanted him out there to offensive rebound against that group. And then uh, Grayson Allen smaller defenders. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's where his night ended. He couldn't finish over the smaller guys. And the, those plays where he's kicking out the three point shooters, he made a few good ones against Memphis assists in that game. Tonight, they hurt the offense. I think both those plays just turned into scrambles along the perimeter where they were either turnovers or bad shots late in the shot clock after he passed up good looks early on. That's where he's got to find his offense on drop-off at the rim. And numerous times in the second half, he passed those up, and I think it cost them in the end. Uh, Three big plays throughout the flow of the game. We talked about the big ones at the end. But, of course, Drew Holiday's – I think it was right before halftime, was it? His half court shot. Oh, that was, uh, that, mm-hmm. that was a big right one. The and then, point play. Yeah. And and then those two Rob passed up layups and the weird turnaround. That was, a few of those plays piled up on them. They had a few big droughts in this game offensively, which is understandable with the personnel they had. But Rob's in a tough spot. And it goes back to what we've talked about with double big. Love that lineup. But how can you sit Derek White right now the way he's playing? Yeah, I agree with that. Once everyone and, comes and I think that helped him being in that lineup with with Tatum and Brown. But let's switch gears a bit. But Derek, let's talk Derek a White bit. always. Okay, sorry, I was gonna say Derek White always was getting big minutes. Now he just has a big. <laughs> yeah, but, beta, you put the volume down there. Yeah, that's true. But no, um, let's talk about um Hauser. I mean, Bobby, we talked about a Sunday, them trying to get him going and get him in the mix here, and maybe a reason why they didn't address that secondary wing position via trade. But are you you still buying this? I mean, look. This type of performance from his hometown hit the big shot to send the game into overtime. Uh, overtime, how um, 
how relevant is this? I was thinking hometown and overtime. Overtime. Huge. I, I thought he saved them late. Not just the shot, a couple big defensive rebounds in traffic. He had the offensive uh, put back when they were down six to get them a chance there uh, after he had missed the three and Grant got blocked on the putback. He played aggressive, played assertive. He hit a ballsy shot. I mean, that Huge, was just right? nails. Yeah, I'm oh, sure seeing God. that live, you were probably that was, that's off, right? That, that was an unbelievable shot. I got a great yeah. video. It's up on Celtic CLNS on that Twitter. Arc was cr- yeah, that was a great video. Good job, Bobby. Yeah. yeah. So that was incredible. Best game of his career, I'll, I'll say. The boards, sure. the defense, uh, the scoring, and the timeliness of those baskets all uh, set him up to be the hero tonight. And fortunately, it went against them uh, in the final few minutes of overtime. But he's defending. He's rebounding. He's moving the ball in the flow of the offense. And you had so many good extra passes tonight from him, Mascala, Grant. It's incredible the kind of ball movement they generated tonight without Smart, without Brown, without Tatum. And it almost led to a win over maybe your biggest competition in the league on the road. And Hauser played a big part in that. So, I mean, credit to this front office. They really believed in him. And I think all of us rolled our eyes to some degree at, at, at him being a huge part of what they're doing here. He goes on that blazing hot start through the 21-5 and five, uh, record start to the year. And then just goes ice cold for two months and even fades from the rotation at one point. But like you said, Joe Sway, they don't bring anyone in to replace him. They start they start him when Brown and Smart go down, which was shocking to me. I thought they were going to start Brogdon when that happened. They start him, and he's been on fire ever since. Like 50% from three, yeah. rebounding as well as he ever has, defending as well as he ever has, playing these massive, massive minutes. I mean, how far in the past? Remember when we thought like this is a guy who would just get targeted and played off the floor? He plays 40 minutes tonight against Giannis and Middleton. And well, Giannis Holiday. had his way with and him, dropped, to be fair. coverage, too. Like, he Giannis was, did he have his way with him. Fair, yeah. fair. But not enough where you had to take him off the floor because offensively he was making it up on that end. Yeah, no, you're so, right. I mean, yeah, the, the, they yeah. still had to play him, and the Bucks did what they could to, to create those mismatches. And there were situations where Hauser just had to straight up foul him. Or, or yeah, you're right. Those, those mismatches played a bigger, especially the Pritchard ones. When he came in, right. he, he was yeah, the one who was unplayable tonight. Yeah, oh, Middleton uh, was was hunting. He was hunting Pritchard a couple times, and then he was just finding the mismatch. The same thing. Look at this! Oh, I thought. Wow. No. What? Thanks, man. Oh wow! Oh, Thanks for JB Zang. You no, know what, JB Zang? I, I see him. I see Thank him. Uh, I see him in the comments often. So he's a he's a, a good a good um, a good viewer of ours. So we appreciate that, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, in fact, huge. it's just us three. It's just us three tonight. So we're splitting that three ways. Don't put John's dirty paws on any uh, penny. John's <laughs> not getting a cent. <laughs> he's not getting a cent. We all he's... that thirty three cents too. We all that. Yes. John John couldn't make it tonight. I, I don't think he's going to be here tomorrow either. Um, must he must be. He must be really pulling off the stops for Valentine's Day or something. He must have been in the doghouse and had to go big for Valentine's Day. That's my guess. But um, we'll get him back I mean, here, obviously. Between all soon. the uh, shows we've been doing, podcasts. I mean, he's been he's been busy. Yeah, I will so, say I know a lot of people are sad. On, you know, single on Valentine's Day. I'll tell you this: if I was, if I was, not, wait, are you sad, Josue? I'm I'm good. I'm, I, ain't I was sad. just gonna, I was just gonna say I'm thrilled to be here in Milwaukee. I wouldn't I wouldn't be Dude. if it was. Bobby putting out, the, right. putting out the vibe in Milwaukee. What time is it over yeah, there? That's, to, that's, why, t- that's why you got the, the, the coat going and everything. I mean, that's Bobby, why he's got the Bobby turtleneck. <laughs> for, 
Let's see what's out there. Who's, I'll who's tell you left? what, Bobby, and everybody else watching. I mean, East Coast, it's probably too late, but if you're watching somewhere else, Valentine's Day is like the best night to go out as a single guy because everybody out, all the girls who are out or guys, if that's your thing, they're single. Because if they weren't, they wouldn't be out. They're stuck with yeah. their significant other or they're going out to dinner or whatnot. Dinner, Everybody's the, out single. Yeah. Everyone's just like, yeah, we're going out F this. So it's actually a pretty sneaky good night um, to, to mingle. Anyways, that's getting a little bit off topic. That's a little tip for you, Bob, out in Milwaukee. I don't know what the what the what the people are like out in Milwaukee uh, in terms of looks. I would probably say uh, – I don't know. Overall, I'd probably give him. I'd probably give that town like a six out of ten at most. But um. <laughs> wow, Milwaukee shade. Uh, we won't be getting any super chats. I mean, we're talking, we're talking not about that off, Jimmy. They're not that off. They're not there quite a bit. Add Milwaukee to my list. France hates me. I think uh, Canada hates me. Yeah, Milwaukee Jimmy, probably hates me. I see a lot of Celtics fans out there, though. I give them that. I give. I give them credit because that, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they don't. They don't. They're not in my. They're not in my. I'm talking about straight up Milwaukee. Right, because like, they're driving from St. Louis. They're driving from yeah. Chicago. Yeah. yeah. Right. 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 Anyways, I do have a. I do have an update tonight uh, that's mildly concerning. Grant, of course, on the injury report uh, with, a, I think, right shoulder. So his shooting arm is his right elbow. Uh, I forget how they described it, but he said he's having trouble bending it. He said he didn't really want to reveal too much and couldn't reveal too much, but he's just trying to play through it right now and uh, hope that it recovers during the All-Star break. But he did say, the little he Jeez. did reveal is that he's having trouble uh, bending that elbow. So he didn't want to use it as an excuse. But it started a couple of games ago. He has to wear a brace and a wrap around it. Uh, Jeez. How'd okay. he end up playing Something in this game shooting wise? Um, he finishes two for four, four 10, two or four from three. So he said it didn't impact him all that much tonight, but did leave him questionable. Um, I saw him getting okay. a lot of treatment on in the locker room after. So we'll see what that's all, right, all keep about. Keep an eye on. I wonder if that, he might be a guy that we see uh, sit tomorrow after the amount of money played tonight. And if he's going through some pain, we'll see. Um, you know who had a weird game? Brogdon. Thoughts on that? Because, I mean, you look at the box score, you see 24 points, but I think he was a minus 27 or something wild like that. Oh, sorry, minus 21 for Brogdon. I thought he had a couple bad, uh, a couple tough turnovers. I don't know if the decision-making was on point. He did have a, he had a nice, like, 15-foot floater that was huge for them. I just thought it was an up-and-down game. I mean, certainly they needed him tonight coming off the bench, shorthanded, still coming off the bench. Uh, I guess it doesn't matter how many guys are uh, – are missing for the team. He's going to come off the bench for them. But, um, you know, 26 points. I mean, it's a guy that that finds ways to score regardless. I just thought, you know, maybe there were situations where he could have done a little bit better. But am I off on that? Or am I watching something you guys aren't seeing? Yeah, he fouls five times too. Isolation defense has been tough for him this year. I'd say those – that and finishing at the rim, two biggest areas of struggle for him this year. And he blew – I'd say a handful of layups throughout this one again. He did. He's uh, done all year. Yeah. I can't figure it out. A couple of them went, and a couple of times they went back the other way and they scored. So, I mean, that's your four-point swing right there. It's happening again. Yeah. Yeah, you finish. miss a layup, you're under the hoop, you can't get back in transition, and they score on you. You know what I mean? Like, that's tough. Yeah, he shot four of eight at the rim uh, and two of seven, or two of six rather from three. So not the best shooting night for him. He had to be extra aggressive, uh, certainly, with with those guys out who were. But uh, you saw him trying to go against some big shot-blocking presences in the rim. And I think he's had a tough time generating leverage in there, especially against great post defenders. Uh, that probably halted him for some turnovers. And then defensively, 
I mean, you, I hate to knock him because he's been so important to them this year and he's helped them so much. But I think you do see the areas where he started to decline a little bit. Not we got you, you. Sorry, Ian. Sure gets that. I'm taking that. I'm taking that 75 cents for myself or whatever it is, 66 cents. I'd say Jimmy, like like athleticism, defense, and finishing have to be the three areas where we've seen a dip from him compared to his previous form. I'm sure the Bucks fans watch him tonight don't don't recognize that same springy guy who dunked on LeBron early in his career. Uh, it, mm-hmm. I think you got him for a reason. Obviously, first and foremost, big contract. Indiana didn't want to pay it. They were going after Aiton, so they needed to save some money. But I also think they saw some shades of decline from him that I think the Celtics are probably going to have to deal with as time, as time goes on here. He's had a lot of injuries. He's dealing with an Achilles uh, pain right now that cost him a ton of games last year. So I'm sure he's playing through that tonight. Decline, huh? Decline's a strong Just a little. Word. In certain areas, Jimmy. Now, he's still as good of a shooter as he's ever been. I, yeah, I, think I mean, his three-point dribble as well. been on. But I'm just saying those specific areas, defense – uh-huh. athleticism and finishing haven't it's been funny because i think when there. when the season started i think we were all talking about how like athletic and fit he looked he looked like kind of like built and sort of ready to go so i don't i don't know if it's if i think if he looks feeling, strong yeah he's strong i don't, I don't know if he has it, great burst that could be true yeah, maybe mean, i'm sure and listen the achilles he certainly would have something to do with that yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like this year finishing at the rim has been somewhat of a concern, but for the most part, I mean, he's pretty solid and, and, and efficient. I, I just think every once in a while you you get one of these showings, especially when he's sort of forced to to, to score more, which obviously was the case in this one. He's that. always yeah. he's always very um, very careful with that, obviously, right? Trying to get everyone involved, making sure everyone's getting their touches. But then he fixes spots when he has to attack, and I, I thought he had a, a couple couple of big plays in this game. But yeah, not the not the best uh, Brogdon performance. I want to look up this stat again because it was startling to see it early in the year, and, and I'm not trying to pi- I'm, I'm not trying to pile on him because I think he's been so vital this year, and tonight they need him to be aggressive as he's been. But I've been looking at this stat all year, and maybe there's some noise here that's enhancing it. But isolation defenders this year, there's only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players defending isolations worse than Brogdon this year. He's given up 1.3 points per possession. That puts him in the second percentile of isolation defenders this year. And you look at some of the names above him, Jackson Hayes, Isaiah Livers, Will Barton, who a lot of people in the chat want. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want his offense. They don't want his defense. Emmanuel Quickly. Man, Emmanuel Quickly is getting torched this year. Emmanuel slowly. Yeah, he's been. It's only one. <laughs> it's only one possession a game. Good one, but... Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, Got him. Been... It's it only gets, one possession yeah, a game, but you know when he gets lined up in isolation, he's he's had some trouble. And I think you saw that a little of that tonight, Jimmy, with the way the mm-hmm. Bucks were attacking uh, mismatches, specifically in transition. Uh, they really feasted in transition. They're tonight. just freaking athletic as hell, man. I mean, whether it's Middleton or freaking um, what's his name, Holiday. You get those guys going. Oh man! Forget it. Even old man, go- even old man Ingles can still get down the court. The old guy he played the, important at, minutes at the at the Y. Oh, he'll be he'll be flinging that jump shot. Old man into Ingles, forties into his forties. Yeah, 40s. unbelievable. He tried to get under Blake's Blake's skin tonight, but he couldn't couldn't quite. What do you think of Middleton, Jimmy? 
What do I think of Middleton? I think his outside shot is off a bit, but I mean, they haven't put it this way, Bobby. They haven't lost a game since he's been back. They're eleven and zero, and he hasn't played in straight all. wins. He haven't he hasn't played in them all, and certainly he's not playing forty minutes a game. They're sticking to that minutes restriction, which I was. I mean, you got to have some real. I guess what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, you got to just really stick to your guns to keep Middleton on that minutes restriction tonight. You know, in a game where. It was so close and going in overtime, but they did. He played 24 minutes or 25, whatever it was, 16 and 11, 11 boards. I mean, that's a hell of a that's a hell of an effort from him. Seven of 16 from the field. What was his plus we minus? Know that, what was his plus minus? I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, 19. Get a, get a Freaking 19. One, yeah. That's I imagine that's game high. So, yeah. I mean, talk about a guy that isn't even all the way there yet. Um, we knew, and Middleton's always been a Celtics killer. Since the beginning of time, he was born to be a Celtics killer, and um, that's just who he is. So, um, you know, tonight, 16 and 11, and he's not even there yet. So if he can just avoid, um, you know, if he can avoid the injury bug going forward, it's a huge get for them. We know they signed Crowder, so that's another guy that can give them some bench depth. Um, Man, the TNT broadcast was drooling. Yeah, TNT broadcast was drooling over the bench, uh, over the Bucks bench and their depth tonight. Relative, I mean, I understand why. I thought the Celtics proved that they certainly have their own depth tonight. But, yeah, I mean, Middleton getting him healthy, getting Crowder back. You know what he can give a team, especially if you're not relying on him to score. If you can go out there and just play hard. He's obviously rested. The guy hasn't touched the court all year. So they're getting a guy in Crowder um, that's going to come in without anywhere in tear at all. So that's a big get for them. Um, Carter, man, be, I mean, he's another They'll be able to play. They'll be able to play some interesting small ball lineups with Crowder, yeah. Portis, uh, Giannis, and uh, Middleton. So yeah. they're going to be tough. Uh, there's no yeah. when they, when these two teams meet in a series. I know everyone's waving the flag tonight, saying, "Oh, look how well the Celtics played them with the second unit." It's it's still going to be close, even when the Celtics starters come back. I don't think much will change. I think a lot of the guys who played tonight are still going to have to play big minutes in that game. Not these many minutes. Brown and Tatum obviously make all the difference and maybe swing the series. Um, but mm-hmm. you see tonight the ways – A lot of Bucks people in the comments trashing Middleton. I guess they watched, they saw something different. I didn't like how he looked. That's where I was going with that. So that's- I mean, he's not he's not the Middleton that you know we've seen in past years, but he's also obviously not there yet. I mean, he's, he's on a minutes restriction for a reason. But I think – I mean, listen, he's a proven veteran. I, I don't I feel like he would have hit that game winner. In a, he was covered, though. Year. Yeah. He was covered by Mike Moose, Mike Muscala. Mike the Moose Muscala. So yeah, he was. I mean, he was defended Mike well, and you're right. I mean, when he took that shot, I thought it had a good chance of going in. But that isn't to say that he couldn't still hit that shot. I think shooting's probably the last thing I'd be concerned about. It's a guy that's made a career off of it. So I, again, I think that he's working his way back to that point. He's a plus 19 tonight for a reason, and it's not because he's had to score 30. So. If he can find ways to be effective, I mean, God, if if that if if that was a stat line on the Celtics, every Celtics fan in the world would be telling us how effective he was and how good he was off the ball and how he makes this guy better and that guy better. But because he's on the Bucks, he's old, he's slow, and he sucks. So uh, I don't really get too hung up on what everybody else thinks. I think it's pretty obvious if you're a game high plus 19 in 25 minutes that you probably have a positive effect out there in the court, and you're probably going to be a big part of this team's success moving forward. So I'll leave it at that. He swung some things for sure into those second units. And the Celtics obviously had to dive deep into theirs. Uh, Pritchard didn't play great. Uh, you had Rob struggling there. And all your base pretty much played starter level minutes aside from Blake. Uh, 
And then you right. had to go small at a certain point there, which I think unlocked Giannis. 19 free throw attempts was big time. So yeah, everyone's going to say the same thing coming out of this game. Nobody played for the Celtics. The Bucks had all their guys, blah, 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 blah. But I think what you come away with after a game like this is you're going to play a series against this team similar to what you played last year. And that one, you went down 3-2. You had a epic maybe career performance from Tatum in game six. And then you needed every one of those grant threes in game seven to escape mm-hmm. Giannis, who didn't slow down until the second half of game seven, really. Uh, and he was incredible again tonight. I do feel like he's a little step behind what we saw from him last year, though he certainly got going over the last 11 games or so here. But Celtics forced him to take some tough leaners, kept him away from the basket a lot throughout this game. He missed a ton of free throws, as I talked about. So there's some ways you can, I think, limit him. I don't think either team has a real firm, decisive advantage in the series. Whenever it happens, it feels like it's inevitable. And they're going to play a game in March now for home court, I'd say. like it's, it, it would make sense to me that the Celtics are going to keep winning, Bucks are going to keep winning, and they're going to stay in like this one-two game race and maybe a tie by the end of the year. They will be decided by that one game that's left in this building here in Milwaukee. So... Hope you're healthy for it. Maybe get a break from guys not being healthy on the Milwaukee side. I'm interested to see what Crowder looks like. If he can be any percentage of his old self, that's a massive, massive addition. In, and not giving up anybody for it either is, is substantial. Almost had to give up Grayson Allen there at one point, it seemed like. So, I, I you know, I'm, I'm respectful of the Bucks. I'm not saying I'm scared of them, but you have to respect that team with every yeah. fiber of your being because – yeah. How can you not you be a little what, scared? You know the Celtics fans, Jimmy. Just because oh, of metal, then. But scared, like, oh, Brown I'm scared, but, like, this is this a legit would have been a blowout. Right. Yeah, but say. it – yes and no. I mean, you had guys playing out of their out of their, out of their skulls tonight that, that wouldn't. So you're going to you're gonna get Holiday, production and you're going to lose production. Yeah. I just How think this is – is he? He's unbelievable. I mean, he's yeah. just – Super athletic. I mean, he's just so strong on he both blows ends. Up plays he finishes. Left and right. Yeah, he really does. Uh, but yeah, I mean, listen, the, the Celtics. I mean, the Celtics made a statement tonight that they're not going to roll over. Um, you know, certainly we've seen them roll over in 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 the past. So I was very happy. Um, you know, this is about the happiest you'll ever see me after a loss. And I, I'm usually not ever happy after a loss. And and. I think we all went into this game expecting a loss, um, but I didn't expect to see the fight that I, that I saw. I didn't expect the Celtics would have had a chance to win. I'm a little disappointed at the execution down the stretch. Uh, I think that they had a chance to to win it, obviously, and that kind of changes the story a little bit because you know um, you know you obviously want um, them to to finish when they can. Um, but it is what it is. Um, the effort was there. It was a great, great all around one tonight. I thought it was the best. I thought it was one of the best games of the year. Um, I was trying to get. So, Bobby, you had mentioned that you got. Um, you guys just got a little bit of Joe, and I really wanted to get the um, the video of the of the Missoula interview up. It looks like we tweeted it on Celtics CLNS. Um, Missoula on why Robert Williams played so little. And if you go over to our YouTube page, oh look at that. Oh, there like maybe we can. I don't. No, if we can't, no. That's the thing. This, look, at, this look at Joe. He's like, oh, you oh, guys yeah. call me in the hallway. Let's see if I'm a kid. Let's see. Oh, time for Joe Swaggo, Ben. 
not going to get it. Hold on, hold on one second. Let's see if, if we can get the – Ahmed, do you know how to get the volume to work on that one? Because it looks like we got the video but no volume. Yeah, I don't know how to work that either. We'll, let, do we'll the see if thing. I'm going to – I'm gonna, uh, so I was just going to say I'm going to do the phone thing. I didn't want to have to do the phone thing, but I will do the – I'm not – I'm certainly not uh, too embarrassed to do the phone thing. It's there we go. Right. I'll it's do the phone thing. Yeah, the there phone we go. Thing. Everybody, this is – this is a, a back and forth between, I believe, Jay King, um, who is a Celtics reporter for The Athletic, and a uh, great dude, good guy. What's up, What's up, Jay? And Joe Missoula. Um, this is about Rob on why Rob Williams played so little tonight. Robert Williams, you brought him off the bench. Uh, <laughs> so bad, right? Oh shoot! I just shut it off. Hold on. Technical difficulties here. Ready? Could you guys hear that, or did I just yeah, did I no, just no, waste everybody's good. time? Oh, yeah, we good, read it. So that was uh, Joe Missoula explaining, or really not explaining, um, why uh, Robert Williams didn't play tonight. Did Did Ahmed just figure it out? Ahmed, did you figure it out? Uh, we. If you, <laughs> if you figured Anyways. it out, let's do that instead. Yeah. Is he gonna try it again? We'll give this one more um, shot, guys. Here we go. Oh, uh, there we go. Got him off the bench. Um, he only played 13 minutes. What was the reasoning there? Was that something where it was an injury-related thing, or was that a matchup thing? Or what, what, no reason. What was there? Was it a matchup thing? Or? He never comes off the bench. He never. Well, since he got off his minutes restriction, he has not come off the bench. Um, so, what was the purpose of the change? I don't believe it. Man, <laughs> you know what? That was that. You know what? Shout out Ahmed. I, 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 I like believe Joe. Like, jeez. Shout out Ahmed for having that us on the side, so we could kind of react to it instead of. Yeah, I like that. It. That was cool. Uh, anyways, anyways, um, why, like, why, Joe? Like, why? So why short? do that? Why? So, why so angry? Why so dismissive and like demeaning? Especially, I mean, this wasn't a loss. That you'd get well, nailed over. There'd be a lot of right. questions about uh, moral victories and good performances in the loss. And yeah, you'll get drilled on a few tough decisions late. But I don't think anyone would have come into that presser saying they blew it. What a bad loss. Terrible. Right. Again, this goes back to what I'm saying. It could be a lot worse. They've played you know well. He's gotten a lot of credit. He's gotten some scrutiny, I think, that probably bothers him early about the timeouts and stuff like that. And I'm sure that didn't ingratiate him well to uh, the press corps covering the team, if that's what you want to call it. But I don't get the defensiveness. I I don't get the unwillingness to share. No, he wasn't. No. Yeah. Wrong. Wrong. You're wrong. You don't know anything. I know everything. You know nothing. You're an idiot. I'm smarter than you. I know basketball. You don't. Next question. It's like It kind of comes off that way. That's exactly yeah. how, I think he started, That's how he wants it to come off. And I, I think he started it off when we, you know, we're starting the interview saying, be direct with your questions or, or be intentional with your questions or something like that. Yeah. It's like, dude, uh, we're, 
as a reporter. We're looking for explanations from you. Exactly. So that we can accurately write the story. If Jay King's trying to write a story on why Rob Williams didn't play tonight and he wants to be accurate and he wants to be informative to the readers or the viewers or whoever, we're asking you, man. We're, we're, you're right. You do know basketball more than we do. Duh, you're the freaking head coach. No one's acting like we know more than you. So help us. Help, so help us understand what's going through your mind. Why is Rob Williams playing 12 minutes a game? Why is he coming off the bench? Why isn't he in, in there in big situations? What did the Bucks do to take him out of the game? What can he do differently to be more effective? One, like, they're all fair questions. They're not gotcha questions. It, one of your best players played 12 minutes tonight, and the Celtics lost, and Rob Williams was nowhere to be seen in the biggest parts of the game. That's an unfair. That's unfair to ask about that. Right. And of course, if you're going to respond, you've, you've, seen, you've seen this. Some people struggle, and it's weird to me because he's from Rhode Island, so he understands the climate. He rooted for these teams, and he understands the atmosphere. This isn't a guy from Florida, or sure, yeah, he's not Rick Pitino coming in and not understanding what he's getting himself into, right? Yeah, yeah so that's before your time a little bit, Bob. But basically, Rick Pitino couldn't handle couldn't handle it in Boston at all. You saw how that ended. Point is, you know, when 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 you react so hostile like that, it it, it gets uncomfortable. It, it kind of throws the reporter for a loop, and it creates a situation that's completely unnecessary. Like Jay King or whoever's out in the freaking middle of nowhere, Milwaukee, trying to do his job tonight. He's not he's not trying to cause trouble. He's just trying to get his story written and inform the public on why. And Rob a very Williams legit answer. Play. Williams went from the starting lineup to the bench on a night where you had numerous guys out out of nowhere, didn't play for most of the first half, played four minutes in the first half, and then sparsely played the second half. It was one of the most important questions of the night. Yeah. Right. And I don't want to act like, oh, we're the, I'm not going to act like, oh, media means everything and media should be treated so fair. Like, I get it. You know, a lot of people think the media is whatever and they don't care and they, and they have it out against media members. That's fine. But I just think, you know, bet- the relationship between media and players and media and coaches and whatever, it doesn't need to be hostile. It doesn't need to be like Kyrie Irving's, you know, interviews every single time. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to be like that. Like, everyone can coexist and do their jobs, right, and and work in harmony and, and all this stuff. So it just kind of bothers me to, to see that. And for some reason with, with uh, you know, Joe Missoula, it seems like it's becoming – more frequent and it's not going to end well that way it really isn't because and that's what i worry about because he is a good coach i don't think any of us argue against his basketball mind and acumen but of course not for a reason there's other parts of this job jimmy as you said that like being the voice of the team making the key decisions and defending them and setting a tone for what the message is going to be after games like this is important for coaches to do. And for sure, I, I hate to do the email comparison, but email did a great job with that. And maybe Joe's the better coach than email, but these are all different parts of the job that go into it. And things are going well right now. This isn't even the bad, this isn't even the downturn and they're going to have championship expectations this year. Anything short of that's going to be a disappointment. And he's still the interim coach. So it's almost like, you know, help us help you. You know what I mean? Like everybody wants to write these sure. great stories about how well Joe Mizzou is doing. 
it's always going to be tough questions after tough losses. Right. And like if you, you said, can understand you, the thinking you have behind to, it. Right. You have to do both. Uh, and a lot of the time, like, you know, from my perspective, a lot of the time I'm asking him for stuff, trying to like get a better understanding of what's going on. And I don't often get like, listen, he's given me great answers. He's given me poor answers. And I think I've gotten everything in between from him this year. But there are times where it almost feels like he gets defensive when I'm just looking for some information. I'm not trying to go at him or question something, but mm. I don't I don't know. I don't have a good feel for why this is the kind of um, relationship that's yeah. in place I mean, right now between the press corps and him. I don't know. Maybe he's again, maybe he's protecting his players, right? By just you know, that might be it. Brushing off the questions, and, and I'm sure in, in a way the players respect that, and that's fine. But I, I think it goes back to a little bit about leading yeah, by I think example. He's big on that, Jimmy, for sure. Yeah, I, I think he is too, and, and that's great. And again, they're forty and or forty-one and seventeen. They have the top seed in the East. You can only complain so much about the way things are being done, um, but you know nobody's perfect, certainly. And I think that that's probably something that um, he could work on uh, over time and, and be a little bit uh, better. And again. I'm not asking him to divulge injury updates. I get it. If guys want to hold that information close to the vest, it is what it is. I don't expect to get, you know, updates on player health all the time, you know, but at the same time, like you're not Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick's kind of earned the right to be a jerk. And uh, there's only so much you can say about that. Um, anyways, I think that's enough about, about that whole thing. You guys got any final thoughts? We've gone for an hour and a half. Um, almost. Um, I want to, um, you know, say once again that the Garden Report is sponsored by our new friends at BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash garden today. Get 10% off your first month of therapy, guys. Um, you know, we talked about it briefly. I'm not going to go into it again, but, you know, there's a lot going on in the world today. A lot can get you down or, or sort of knock you off your feet. Um, if you want to be the best version of yourself, you got you to gotta start – you got to start somewhere and you got to, sometimes it's hard to admit, but if you're not feeling right, reach out. Um, and uh, the best place to, or one of the best places to do that is uh, through a professional and BetterHelp can line you up with one. So visit betterhelp.com slash garden today, get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash garden. And also our good friends at Athletic Greens. We cannot forget them. That's athleticgreens.com slash garden for a free one-year supply of vitamin D. Five free travel packs with your first purchase. So if you're somebody like me, you're going to stack AG1 with better help, with beef organs, and you're going to crush the day. Uh, that's just something that I would do. Uh, you guys do your thing. Um, final thoughts, guys. Uh, Joe Sway, we'll, we'll start with you since you've been holding it down with me. Uh, for the hour and a half there, and then we'll close it up with Bobby, who will be traveling back from Milwaukee tomorrow and might be a game-time decision, I guess, for uh, tomorrow night in, uh, against Detroit. Is that true, Bob? Yeah, I'm on a late fight coming back, so if I can't get on an earlier one, I'll be in studio. If I can, I'll be at the game. Okay, so we'll see you either way. Great. Yeah. All right, Joe Sway. Um, I mean, look. It's not the outcome that they wanted, but it's, it was a heck of an effort. And I think you have to carry that uh, into tomorrow and just see whatever you have left in the tank. Just leave it all on the floor. And I think they will. I don't know if it will be enough for a win, especially against a team like that. However, I, I will say, though, I think this will this helps guys like Hauser and guys like Derek White. I mean, not, not that like they were struggling going into this game, but I, I think it's the kind of a pressure game that 
you know, you can look back on it and say, man, I can build off of that. You know, next time we play against Milwaukee or, or next time we're in that building, I feel great about how I'm, how I'm going to perform. And I think there's something to be said about that because, I mean, that's what it really matters, right? The playoffs and what the team wants to do and their goals and trying to reach a championship. I mean, this game heading into it, it was more about what was best for them, not about what was best for their chances to win against Milwaukee. And they still almost pulled it off, right? I mean, they mm-hmm. needed to get these guys some rest. And, you know, they, they really know what where they stand in terms of um, how they want to you know, reach their goal of reaching a championship. And, and it, it, this stuff matters. I mean, giving, giving guys the night off, guys like Tatum and Brown, and, again, seeing other guys step up in this way to force overtime against a team that had all their bodies and all the main guys that really want to – deliver a message right and they they were forced to almost almost lose against the the team's jv squad or whatever you want to call it i mean i i think there's a lot to be said about the effort that was put forth by the celtics and um i think that's um hopefully that'll that'll help them in a big way tomorrow night but i, I do think that um the celtics this is their best loss i don't know i hate saying stuff like that but yeah. whatever you want to call it i yeah that's what this is <laughs> they'll look back on that and say that yeah um, my biggest takeaway is Mascala. I'm excited about him. Yeah. I didn't know what to expect. Great performance tonight. I think he's looked he's awesome guys, in all yeah. three games. His defense surprises me. His ability to play the four surprises me. And you see why he, he built a 96 percentile on-off uh, rating to start this year. That's the kind of impact he had on the Thunder. We're in a great team. And now he'll, I'd imagine, continue to have an impact on uh, that this Celtics team and uh, Mike Boonholzer, of course, uh, the Bucks coach, uh, coached him his first four seasons in the league with the Hawks. So he had a lot to say to me pregame about how brilliant of a teammate, called him an all-time teammate uh, in terms of hmm. his day-in, day-out approach. And uh, he's quite a bit tougher on the court as well. I mean, 50% three-point shooting through three games and all the right spaces offensively. Derek White was like, this guy hasn't even practiced and he knows what he's doing right now. Uh, defense will come. I've been a little pleasantly surprised with him on that end, even though he hasn't been amazing there. Um, but I think that end is going to be much more uh, complicated for him to pick up. And, you know, they'll, they'll back each other up. They'll help each other on that end and sign for next year, which is the bonus. When we're juggling Pirtle versus Mescala, Pirtle would have been a rental, maybe a higher-end possible replacement for Rob in that spot. I still wonder how much of a replacement Mescala can be for Rob or Al if either one of them goes down, or even Grant if Grant leaves this summer. Uh, but for now, he supplements all three of those guys in a really effective way. And to just lose Justin Jackson and a couple second-round picks for that, really, really good deal. I mean, you can't question the value of that trade. Just a slam dunk. Awesome trade. Uh, you guys nailed it. I'm gonna. I'm just going to defer to your, your points. And I want to say uh, also thank you to everybody who stuck it out with us tonight. Um, really, really fun game. Love the effort. Uh, even though the Celtics took an L, I think it's something they can build off of in some way. Um, we will be back here in less One than One more 20- game to the break. That's right. Oh, no, that's what I there. wanted. You know what? Time out. Before we leave, quick thoughts on Jason Tatum being named to the three-point contest. Is he going to win? No. I don't think so. That's a no. That's a no. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. I just don't think it's his – it's not his no. shot. That's just not how his shot If he works. does, it'll be impressive. Yeah. I'm glad he's doing Certainly. it. It's not. It's what I choked the dunk contest. Out, so I do like Jericho he, Sims. He needs someone passing it to him or a couple of dribbles. But uh, we'll see. do you guys think? <laughs> Deuce, do you think Deuce will think, set him up? Yeah, it's going to be Deuce just handing him the ball. I mean, who I knows how to pass it to that. 
if I had, if I was a betting man, Deuce will make an appearance that night. One thousand percent. Oh, we'll be on the dude. We're gonna get all star, all star Deuce. I think so. Um, that should be interesting. But all right, so uh, that's it for us. Also, shout out Providence Friars tonight. Big double overtime win at home against number eighteen Creighton. So, and Syracuse beats number twenty three <laughs> NC State. That's right. We got a Syracuse guy in here. Um, but we got we we to give the local team a shout out because they won on the big stage at home. I think it was breast cancer awareness night too. So it was a lot of pink in the crowds. So shout out PC. Uh, shout out to everybody who watched tonight. And we will see you big guys dog, Jimmy, tomorrow. Chair. Thank you. Peace. I see you.